Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, September 21st. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Residents of Dogwood Lane Southeast, a gated neighborhood northeast of Lyons, variously learned of a nearby burning wildfire from a landline phone call, a passing siren, a knock on the door, and a nearby explosion from the approaching fire. Similar scenes of chaotic warnings and last-minute flight played out across western Oregon, as historic wildfires devastated a million acres of forest. People forced to run in the Beachy Creek fire have described disarray. Some said they got official evacuation messages long after they left. Some got no bulletin at all after signing up to get alerts by phone. Others said they didn't know they should even be prepared to leave. And still others said they never got a knock on the door from sheriff's deputies or heard any loudspeaker announcements from passing police cars. The problems weren't limited to Marion County. In Jackson County, authorities never sent out an alert at all, according to local news reports. In Clackamas County, a woman said she was glued to her phone, waiting for an alert, only to learn from her son's friend that she had to leave immediately. A Lincoln County resident said she got an alert on her phone when a fire was just two streets away from her home. State officials are now grappling with figuring out what worked and what didn't. Andrew Phelps, director of the Oregon Office of Emergency Management, pointed out that thousands of people successfully evacuated who would have died if they had stayed in their homes. But nothing is off the table as Oregon considers how to move forward, he said, including potentially developing a statewide emergency messaging system. Oregon officials say people who lost their homes or suffered other damage from wildfires that erupted across the state this month should contact their insurance companies immediately to begin their claims. But they should be prepared for a long wait as they work to get their payouts and start to rebuild. Homeowners and firefighters are just now starting to tally the damage from the wildfires that erupted earlier this month. The total financial losses figure to be staggering after fires devastated the southern Oregon communities of Phoenix and Talent. The Beachy Creek Fire east of Salem destroyed at least 470 homes. Dozens more were lost to fires in Clackamas County. After a disoriented man ran into a southeast Portland home and grabbed a kitchen knife as a 12-year-old boy remained inside, neighbors cornered the man and called 911. It took police more than 90 minutes to respond to the August 22nd incident. Just before an officer finally appeared, the man ran off. More than a half dozen calls had come into 911 over the course of the bizarre ordeal, residents told the Oregonian and Oregon Live, but that apparently didn't speed the response. Police conceded the delay was unacceptable. Deputy Chief Chris Davis repeated what the Portland Police Bureau has said to address previous criticism. Its ranks are strapped by record retirements, covering months of social justice protests and other constraints. That day, nine officers working out of the East Precinct had been pulled to be part of a mobile field force tasked with potential crowd control in downtown Portland, where police were monitoring what turned out to be a violent clash between dueling protesters. That left seven officers to cover the precinct's calls, Davis said, far fewer than the typical minimum requirement of 16 officers for an afternoon shift. That day, police also were responding to a tactical call in East Precinct that required a special team. Authorities say a white Nebraska bar owner indicted last week in the May killing of a black man during protests in Omaha killed himself in Hillsboro on Sunday. 38-year-old Jake Gardner was found outside a medical clinic shortly after noon, according to Sergeant Eric Bundy, a Hillsboro police spokesman. 
Nebraska authorities said Gardner shot 22-year-old James Skurlock outside Gardner's downtown Omaha bar during protests for law enforcement and social justice reforms in the wake of the Minneapolis police killing of George Floyd. Attorneys representing Gardner held a news conference in Omaha on Sunday, saying he had killed himself. They maintained the May 30th shooting was self-defense and that Gardner fled Nebraska sometime before the indictment because he feared for his safety. Gardner was indicted by a grand jury in Omaha on Tuesday on charges of manslaughter, attempted assault, making terroristic threats, and using a weapon while committing a felony in the shooting of Skurlock. New modeling suggests fewer Oregonians may become infected with the coronavirus in coming weeks, but the models come with numerous caveats. The modeling suggests that if transmission rates remain constant, the number of Oregonians infected could drop from about 360 to 190 a day by October 8th. Of those, an estimated 80 would be identified through testing. But state officials noted that other national models painted a far less rosy picture, and they questioned some of their own report's assumptions. Complicating matters further are the historic wildfires that hit the state last week. They resulted in fewer tests among Oregonians and added uncertainty about COVID-19 cases, as an estimated 40,000 people left their homes for crowded evacuation centers or to stay with friends or family. Oregon State Parks have avoided major damage from the state's wildfires, officials say. Roughly 900 acres of parkland burned during the recent wildfires, and it was limited to only five park sites across the state. Collier Memorial State Park in southern Oregon was the hardest hit. The 242 fire, which is still burning between Klamath Falls and Crater Lake, burned 400 acres, damaged Collier's historic logging museum, and destroyed a historic cabin. Less damaged were the Detroit Lake State Recreation Area and Mongol Deus Area, which saw only 40 acres burn and minor damage to part of the campground. Nearby, the damage was also relatively light at Silver Falls State Park. So far, 125 acres have burned on the far southeastern boundary of the park, far from the popular campground, conference center, and day-use areas. Thanks for listening. To support this podcast and our local journalism, go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.